The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. The number to call if you've got a dream question about dreams you're having during the pandemic, it is 816-251. Three five five five. I'll give you that number again. It's area code 816-251-3555. I am so excited to have this show today. Um, this is I've been having some of the craziest dreams, and I know they're all COVID-19 inspired. And I have the most amazing guest that's going to join me today. You just get we're we're kind of simultaneously zooming. And um, <clears throat> and broadcasting live. So I think, I don't know, I don't normally do this. So I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> but you got you to gotta just be on the edge, right? Okay, so um, let me see. So Dr. Deidre Barrett is a PhD. She's the past president of both the International Association for the Study of Dreams and the American Psychological Association's Division 30. The Society for Psychological Hypnosis, Dr. Barrett has written four books, Supernormal Stimuli, Wasteland, The Committee of Sleep, and The Pregnant Man and Other Cases from a Hypnotherapist's Couch. She's the editor of four additional books, The New Science of Dreaming, Hypnosis and Hypnotherapy, The Encyclopedia of Sleep and Dreams and Trauma and Dreams. Dr. Barrett has been featured everywhere lately. This is this is kind of like the time for dreaming and the New York Times, the LA Times, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, Smithsonian. I mean, I can't think of a publication that hasn't featured Dr. Barrett and the incredible studies that she's been doing on traumatic dreams and I'll let her speak about it. Thank you so much for taking time out of your unbelievably busy schedule. So why do you think this is like the time? This is this is the moment for dreams to really make mainstream. Why is that? It, it's surprising even me. I mean, th- there's always a boost in interest like after 9-11 when people were having distinctive dreams about that, mm-hmm. uh, when the movie Inception came out and people who'd never heard about lucid dreams were talking about it. But this is the biggest groundswell I've seen. I think it's the combination of an event that makes people's dreams happen more for psychological reasons. But unlike any of the others, I think that sleep-deprived Americans are tending to catch up on sleep right now. So I think that we've got a physiologic thing going on top of that. And so even more people are recalling dreams and noticing them and the People quarantined at home have all kinds of time to talk about them. <laughs> so I right. hope it continues. I hope I hope some of the people that get interested in dreams right now continue that interest for years. Right. So it seems that from what I read in the many articles you've been featured in, and um, that most of the dreams are unpleasant. I would put them in the nightmare category. Um, I I had one the other night where I had I had the coronavirus and I was sobbing in my dream and I thought I was going to die and my husband was going to die. <laughs> and then last night, the dream I had was about being in a play and being directed to be the innkeeper during the nativity. And I had to turn Jesus, Mary, and Joseph away. And I had to be firm and say, no, you can't come in, even though you're like the most important people to this a former Catholic girl. Like, what? I have to turn you away? So 
I love that. It's the ultimate of shutting down religious uh, ceremonies and not giving ministers any priority. Right. So, so why, why do you think these dreams are mostly unpleasant dreams or, you know, we could put them so, at least roughly in the, in the nightmare category? Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there are two phenomena going on. One is just that more people are remembering dreams and the dreams are more vivid, um, kind of regardless. And lots of those are actually about everything else going on in the person's life. But I'm doing a study specifically on dreams that people feel like are related to the pandemic. So by definition, I'm not getting all the ones that they think are mostly vivid dreams about other things. Right. So what the, the two you just cited would just, the first one would be classic. The <laughs> second one is a little more bizarre and fun than, uh, than average, but, uh, but certainly fits into the categories I'm seeing. You know, an interesting thing about the one I had last night was that it came with a solution, so it didn't end. I didn't, I wasn't upset. So I, I was, I was trying to get the director to cast me in a different role. I said, I hate this part. I don't want to be the one to turn everybody away. And he said, no, you have to play this role. And then I remembered, I was an actress way years ago. And back in high school, I remembered I, I got cast in a part that I didn't like. And the teacher said, the director said, play, Shakespeare said, play well your part. Therein the glory lies. So I said, okay, back then in high school, I was like, okay, let's just buckle up and do this. And so I did that in my dream. I literally heard that quote. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the queen of no. How could I do that? So I imagined that my in was a meditation and I was supposed to stay inside and all the things and people knocking at the door were distractions to my meditation. So it was just a meditation practice. And it was, and I had to realize all the people I really want in the world already live within me anyway. They're already here inside. It's an it's an illusion that they could come in from outside. So I'm just not going to buy it. So I was able to hold a firm line and play my part really well <laughs> and say, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I woke up feeling like I'd had a really good ooh, meditation, even though I'm dropping everything everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've, um, I've, I've gotten... Uh really definitely a minority of positive dreams like that where there's there's something wrong about the pandemic but then the person comes up with a solution and I, although most of the people who get it in their dream are just still afraid they're dying of it at the end of the dream there are a few that find a magic elixir in their cupboard or they go find a doctor who can give them a shot that's going to cure it or other people yet come up with a cure for everybody for it. Um, leeches and uh, something oh, wow. like cat saliva were two of the, the secret cures for it. Cat uh, saliva? Yes. Oh, that's and interesting. cat saliva specifically. Oh. Somebody's probably getting licked a lot by the cat <laughs> in isolation. That is interesting. I wonder if there's anything in that. That's, hmm, there's, you know, sometimes I mean, there some. There would be all sorts of biologically active uh, things in there, but. Uh, yeah. And I, I saw, I saw an image of one of your personal dreams that, that made it on the cover of, I think it was the Smithsonian or National Geographic. So what was happening in that, your COVID-19 dream? Uh, that one that, that, has someone holding a sheep in a World War One era gas mask. Um, yeah. I took more liberties with than I usually do. Usually when I make dream art, I'm really trying to get one image very straight. But in my COVID-19 dreams, it's the emotion that's most compelling, and there's often not a real clear visual image. So in that dream, I was struggling to put a hood on my cat because – there was something toxic in the air and this hood was going to protect him from breathing that in. And just like when I try to put a Halloween costume on him, he didn't like the idea. So he was struggling with me. And so most of the dream was just me frantically struggling to get this on my cat and very scared that I wouldn't get it on in time and that he would be harmed. And it seemed like we needed to go somewhere that was going to be more toxic. And right at the end of the dream, I got it on him and I didn't feel that sort of wonderful relief that some people describe. It was just more like it went from, oh, my God, he's going to die, to, 
okay, I think this is going to be okay now, kind of guardedly optimistic. So I I was looking for, I usually do photo collages and then digitally change them a lot. I was looking for either pictures of him in the right position or, um, or other cats, and I found this picture of a lamb that someone is holding just in the right position and it's a it's a white lamb about the size of my big white cat so I use that oh that is so interesting and I didn't realize that you were an artist and that you that you turned your dreams into art I think that's that's fascinating that's how wonderful to be able to show because now I feel like you just gave us a portal right into your dream yeah actually if anyone wants to look at more at www.deirdrebarrett.com slash art is where my art is. So oh, that's that wonderful. Let's spell it for those that aren't sure how to spell Deirdre. D-E-I-R-D-R-E-B-A-R-R-E-T-T. Great. All run together, no dot or, or dash. Okay, well, let's take let's take a caller. We've got Denise on the line. Denise is a wonderful regular caller on this show. Denise, do you have a COVID nineteen dream of your own, or one of the people that are is in your world that you work on behalf of that you'd like to run this by? Hi, how are you? I don't Great. think mine is, but I'm. I'm very glad to be calling today. Well, I call every week, but that you have a um, a doctor on. Because I don't yes. know who she is, and I'm curious to what she has to say. I had a dream that a childhood friend since the fifth grade um, was in the dream, and she decided to come. Evidently, she stepped on my toe or whatever. I don't remember her stepping on my toe, but at any rate, she decided that she was going to come and re-polish or redo my left right my left big toe. But after she did it, um, her mother popped up in the dream and she evidently wouldn't told her mother and another childhood friend from the fifth grade. We all knew each other and the mother hmm. was shaking her head like the mother wasn't happy that she did it. But at the end of the day she'd already done it. <clears throat> now what's important that I want to say because you have the doctor on is this so called friend I left her alone many years ago when my father died. My father died, and I lost my sister, you know, in, in years. And I went to her grandmother and her brother's funeral. However, there was excuses when it was time for her to come to my sister and my father. So I left her alone. I haven't talked to her in about 15 years. So the irony is she is showing some kind of compassion and fixing my toe. However, I don't consider her a friend anymore. And that was the end of the dream. Her mother was shaking her head like she didn't like the fact that she had done it. I don't know why the mother was shaking her head. Let me just say she went to her mother after she completed the toe, and the mother was shaking her head, and then all three of them walked away, and that was the end of the dream. Okay. So, Dr. Deidre Barrett, would you like to take a – Take the first stab at this at Denise's dream. Uh, well, when when I work on people's dreams, I usually ask them what yeah. uh, um, what parts of the dream mean. Uh, I have a little bit of an issue because I can only hear her when I've got my phone all the way up, just barely. I can hear her. Oh, okay, yet, you know what? Let me just check. Hey, um, Denise or Jeff, are you are you hearing an echo or is it just me? Are you hearing Dr. Deirdre no. Barrett? You're hearing everything I, I fine. Hear, I hear, yeah, I hear you well, and I just heard what she just said. Okay, okay. perfect. I think the echo is because I have my phone on, and there's a time delay. You're hearing her two places. It's true. It's mind. true. So just um, if you want to mute the Zoom for a moment, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure the best way to do it. Um. So did you hear her dream? Shall I try to reiterate it? Yes, I, I did hear it. Um, and I okay. had turned this down, not realizing I, I need it back up in a, in a minute. So, um, so tell me what, what polishing toes is. If I were from Mars, what would you tell me about that human practice? I would say it, it makes something more attractive. It makes it more to the eye. People can see when your feet are polished, even if they don't look down. They stand out if they're done correctly, regardless of what color you pick or what design. They just, they're beautiful. So I would say beauty. I would say color. I would say bring something to the. But it was only the big toe. 
Let me let me clarify that. I don't know why that was, but it was only the big toe, the the left big toe. So I see balance that somewhere. Go ahead. Do do if you were explaining what's different about the big toe or the left big toe, is there is there anything I, about it? I would say. I don't know about the left or the right, but I would say that the big toe gives the foot balance. That's what I would say. The big foot gives balance. The the, the big toe gives balance. Um, And this young lady, even though she's not a friend of mine anymore, she did very well. She's like a superintendent of school. She did very, very well, very educated, Mm -hmm. and I'm very pleased with how she raised her two kids. They all went on to school. She's very educated and very balanced young lady. I mean, mm. I don't, you know, I don't like what she did to me by not coming mm. to the funeral, but I'm not going to take away the fact that the, the young lady did a very good job with herself and with her children. Um, and and you, you said a fair bit about how you feel about her, but tell me first what a mother is and then anything about this particular woman's mother. The mother was, uh, um, that's why the other young lady was in the dream. She used to help that young lady because that young lady's mother just wasn't a very good mother, and she used to give to that other young lady as well. She, that the other young lady is very pleased with her, and she became like a mother figure. So her mother is a very um, giving, giving person, giving person. But when I was growing up with them, I did not need her mother. I have a very, you know, I didn't need what the other young lady needed. But, yeah, the mother was a very giving person. I won't deny that as well. Very giving. Um, but, like I said, I haven't talked to her in 15, 15, 15 20 years. Um, and I'm not going to because I, I just cannot, and I can't do it. I when, when do we shake our head no? Like when might we when, do that instead of saying it or? What do you mean? You mean the mother shaking her head? No, after she, uh, the mother shaking her head, and then what do you mean by that? Yeah, but what what does that gesture mean? I mean, people say uh, no more often, but if they were going to sh- uh, shake their uh, head, what? I like what how would you that said that. Be? That that to me, to me, she didn't speak. She just shook her head left to right, left to right, and then all three of them walked away. But this young lady went to her mother and was telling her something. The one that did my toe. And then the mothers just started shaking her head, and then they walked away. She could have said, you know, the dream didn't let you know what she said. She could have been saying, I'm ready to take Denise on. I'm ready to forgive. But whatever it was, the mother nodded her head, no verbal language, and they all three walked away. Um, gee, we often say if it were my dream, and if it were my dream, I would get tempted and curious to get back in touch with that person, uh, you know, wondering if my unconscious was telling me, you know, some, some something is unresolved or there's some potential this long after the fact. But I do hear you <laughs> saying awfully strongly that that's, that's not how you would take it. So, I, I wonder why you think she might have come up for you right now, mm. this long afterwards. Mm. Mm. And she's doing something to make me look better, not from a facial, but the toe. I can't say she polished it. She did something to the toe. She she was she she was I was sitting down. She was like like you marry somebody. You ask somebody. You marry, she was down on bended knee, so to speak. She came down. Mm. I was sitting in the chair. Oh yeah, and she's she's making you look better. She's doing something that gives you more balance. I mean, it all oh. sounds so positive, and yet I do hear your waking self going, no, no, never. Um, mm-hmm. But why might you be thinking about her now? Is there anything about this pandemic or isolation at home that uh, that reminds you of anything about that time? Um, and her? She has, I mean, she does have, um, you know, a thyroid issue. She, I later found out, you know, through the grapevine that she had a, a thyroid issue. Um, don't know. She, she, you know, is that affecting her somehow with the coronavirus? Good question. 
Oh, you post, you post, that's why I'm glad I did. You posed some very good questions. I don't know, but I will not lie so, on the phone and say that I'm not pleased with the way <laughs> this young lady turned out. I can't do it. Terribly. Master's degree, both the kids went to college, they're both working on that. Very pleased with this young lady, but she hurt me to my soul. Ah. My father's funeral, and she missed my I, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, everyone's missing funerals now. I wonder if that has anything to do with Ooh. sort of thinking about reasons that people could miss a funeral Ooh. because people are missing their parents' funerals right now. And this was years ago. Just, We're talking 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. We're not talking about I, oh, I know, I know. Her but, reason is not um, that it's dangerous to go outside, but it might have you wondering more about her reason. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. I'm going to throw in a couple of thoughts just because we've got some other callers and we've got okay. a commercial okay. break coming up pretty pretty quickly. Okay. But I love Dr. Deirdre um, Barrett the, just allowing, just kind of shining light on the dreamer's yeah. dream and allowing them to reveal their answers and their associations. I love the way you do that in such a calm, mm-hmm. therapist mm-hmm. kind of a way. I love that about mm-hmm. you. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. And Denise, and I love all this that got revealed to me, if it were my dream, I think the pieces that I mostly am kind of resonating with is the fact that there's this this unresolved issue with this woman. There's like a pain. Like I I feel like it's like having a, a thorn in my foot. Like it hurts it hurts my walk. Like it makes it it makes it hard to do my earth walk holding on to such a resentment. She this woman hurt me. So um, it's interesting to me that it's not, I mean, it's very rare in waking life to have somebody do your, just do one toe, you know, it's like normally you get a pedicure, you get all the toes done, but in this case, she's doing just one toe and it's the left toe. To me, I associate, if it's my dream, the left side is with more of my creativity, more of my mother side, the feminine side. And the big toe may be the most important toe. It's the one that would hurt the most. It's the one I stub the most. Um, so, and it feels like, so it feels like there's some, like, I think in, this is just my philosophy that we, we owe it to ourselves. Like Dr. Deirdre was talking about, he, about possibly finding some resolution with this person. And that may be about calling her or reaching out via social media, but it might be about, if it were mine, I go, ah, wow, I'm really limping along here. I'm not, I'm not resolved here. I need to heal this. I need to get this, this, I need to repair this and not just polish over it with pink paint on my toe, but, but really heal it. So there's something so that eventually it looks beautiful and I can, and I've got the success that, you know, a full, I don't know, there's something very grounding. And I think last week you also had some grounding dreams if I don't if I'm recalling it seemed like there was something about the ground so these feet it feels grounded to me to I was watering the grass I was yeah yeah something like that so I am I'm loving this Denise I always love your dreams and I appreciate you calling in and I'm I'm I have a feeling that this is right on time and that this isn't just a one-off there's no accident that you're getting to talk to Dr. Deidre Barrett Yes. about I mean about this dream so this is kind of special this is like a moment to go down in the Smithsonian I would say mm-hmm. all right honey well yeah. let us know what what you come up with and what how you resolve your stubbed toe with this woman I'm this sorry okay. she didn't sharing that yeah I'm so sorry if if it were my dream I would do a little re dream where I would have her apologize get down on her knees and before she paints the toe say i'm so sorry i was so focused on my own world she did, she did, she did apologize she, she apologized i would have her apologize a little yes. more yeah. <laughs> a little more groveling yeah i agree <laughs> she really hurt you all right denise thank you so much honey you're welcome dear all right i look forward to the next installation okay so um dr deidre what Dr. Deidre Barrett, what are some of what are some of the most interesting things that you found? Because you've done a study not just 
not just recently. I mean, so the this this crisis came up, but, but you had already kind of hit the ground running because you had done some research on on dreams after 9/11, and um, so so how did you get such a running start? Tell us a little bit. We have about a minute or so before we go to the break, but I want to hear just a little bit about what got you into like prepared to jump into this season well, I, of dreaming. I, I used to be a practicing therapist. I, I haven't for the last several years. I just supervised. But um, I, I just saw an awful lot of people who'd had traumas and were experiencing post-traumatic nightmares. So it became a strong interest of mine. One of my books is titled Trauma and Dreams. Mm-hmm. And I collected the 9-11 dreams, um, Kuwaitis right after the Iraqi occupation, wow. and I happened on uh, prisoner of war during World oh, War Oh, heavens. II. Okay, so li- we're going to pick up where we left off right here. We have a couple minutes in a, in a quick break, and as soon as we come back, we're going to hear more from Dr. Deidre Barrett about her incredible research that she's done on trauma and dreams, and we'll take your dreams, so don't be shy. Call in when we come right back from the break. We'll be right back. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. This is Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, and I'm having such an amazing conversation with Dr. Dr. Deidre Barrett, Ph.D. We're talking about pandemic dreams, and it's absolutely fascinating. Before we dive back in, I just want to make a couple quick announcements. Um, I just wanted to say, yay, the Dream Goddess empowerment cards, they became a bestseller last week. So thanks to everybody that participated in the launch of my latest empowerment deck. Yay. Thank you so much. And I just wanted to give you a little heads up about this snooze um, challenge that I'm participating with. There is an amazing company called Performance Tea that I'm partnering with a lot of people these days, and Dr. Deidre Barrett might have something to say about this, but some people have been having a difficult time getting to sleep because they've been so stressed. So if this is you, we're we're creating, we're kind of joining together. They've got a a tea that is all plant-based. There's a CBD element in it. So it, it helps you to sleep really well. I've been sleeping so soundly drinking this tea before bed, an hour before bed. And I've created these sleep time meditations just to help to boost your ability to be able to sleep well, because you can't dream if you're not sleeping. So we're going to launch this and he's, he's offering a huge discount for this, for this, our, our kind of flagship um, joining together. So look for that. That'll be, I think we started in May 1st. So I just wanted to Pique your interest in that. It's a 21-day snooze challenge to see how many dreams you can have during this time. And um, we have prizes and all kinds of fun things like that. Okay, so let's get back to Dr. Deidre Barrett, who has recently been featured all over the place, New York Times, LA Times, Chicago Tribune, Washington Post, um, Smithsonian, National Geographic. There's probably not a publication she hasn't been mentioned in. And talking about this phenomenon that has never happened before in our in our lifetime where there's so many people talking about the dreams that they're having while we're all in this global pandemic. So Dr. Deidre Barrett, you were you had done some research you were saying right before the break on nine on people that had 9/11 dreams and then coming back from the Iraqi war. Want to continue with what you were your findings during yes. that time? Um so I I I saw very similar patterns in that that the the average American was having anxiety dreams, typically. I mean, some nightmares, but they weren't mostly nightmares, but they were a lot, lot more anxious than, than our dreams typically are. Um, the, the one difference then was the anxiety dreams tended to stay pretty close to the events that happened. There were so many vivid visual images that went with 9-11, but the dreams tended to be about 
airplanes crashing into something, about buildings falling down, about hijackers with knives. Uh, and there were some metaphoric dreams, but not as many. Uh, they would embroider in dreamlike ways on on those those central images. But in this uh, in this group of people, um, again, from the from the average people, I'm seeing anxiety dreams. Um, but there is a cluster that are about getting the virus. They're having trouble breathing in the course of the dream. They're spiking a fever. Or fantastically, one woman looks down at her stomach and it has blue stripes on it, and she remembers that's the first sign of COVID-19. Uh, but I'm seeing many more metaphoric ones. I think because the virus just isn't that visible that we plug in all kinds of other metaphoric images. So I've seen more bugs than anything else. Just every kind of bug in the world is attacking the dreamer. Um, we, we use the term bug to mean, you know, I've got a virus, I've got a bug. So I think that may be one reason. But then everything else a little bit. Tidal waves, earthquakes, fires, every kind of disaster is standing in. Because I think our dream life craves visual images for the emotion that it's feeling. Right. And do you think I'm, I mean, I've got, you know, nightmares are pretty much my business. So I'm very excited about nightmares because I think they're always doing, they're working so hard to help us. What's your opinion about why these dreams are so intense and so vivid right now? What do you think the function of that is? Um, well, I think there are a few um, kind of physiologic reasons why they're so vivid right now, which are most Americans are a little sleep deprived and we're all catching up on sleep. Also, we're not setting alarm as, as ubiquitously as we do. And when you wake up naturally, you tend to wake up out of REM sleep when most dreams happen. And when you set an alarm, it's random to any stage of sleep. Right. Uh, but certainly big life events make people, um, dream more and more vividly. So that's combining in there. Right. And um, and before we take calls, by the way, the number is 816-251-3555. Um, I just wanted to find out, you've got a solution for people that are having dreams that are repetitively unpleasant. I know you said something about the scripting of like that solution, the imagery rehearsal. So do you want to speak to that about what can people do if they're really plagued by their dreams? What's yeah, a solution? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Them? I think that some work interpreting it like we were just doing that you can do on your own is, is one good thing to do with even unpleasant dreams. But if you're just having very repetitive ones and you just want them to stop, the most effective method is to focus on what you would like to dream about, to think of a favorite person you might like to see in your dream, um, you know, a favorite place that you find calming and fun and relaxing. Lots of people like to fly in their dreams. So pick, pick a thing you would like to dream and then if you're a pretty good imager, just <clears throat> picture that person's face or picture yourself flying over a beautiful landscape. If, if you can't produce much imagery, you might want to take a photograph and put it out on your bedside that represents nice. the person or flying. That's and great. And then if you're falling asleep, just tell yourself, I want to dream about you know, that person flying. And it's a nice way to fall asleep, but it also makes it more likely your dream will, will follow that. Thing. Yes. Great. Okay. Anna. Oh, hi. Anna, thank you so much for holding. Hi. Yeah. So this is Anna in Puerto Rico. All right. Yeah. So um, Dr. Deidre Barrett, do you have anybody's dreams from Puerto Rico? Um, Hopefully. I, do, I do. I do not. I do not right offhand remember which ones okay. are which. Well, here's uh, going to be one. Let's see. Anna, do okay. you have a dream that seems COVID-19 oriented? Yeah. I had a dream a month ago um, okay. where see. I was at this um, platform and um, like kind of like a balcony in this like big kind of it seems like there's like a it was some sort of like gathering of people sort of a social gathering and mm -hmm. um like people were it was like cocktail hour 
but then all of a sudden, like, well, so I was, um, there, there were like these bars, like you might go out to like a uh, rooftop, you know, like these metal bars so that you could see beyond like that, um, building that structure and, and the beyond became apparent when all of a sudden everyone's attention shifted to this sort of warfare that was occurring. And I started noticing that like there were, there was like a clearing and I could see all of a sudden this like kind of, um, like missile style, like a old, um, some sort of like weaponry, like a giant missile that was getting prepared to, and then they were shooting it. Like then it, like it was, there was like this operation of people, um, together, like, like just, I don't know, like a few people, but like the rest of the area on this platform, like they were just kind of like chatting and like looking over as if it wasn't anything. (laughs) And so the missile was shooting into this great abyss of like another foreign unknown, like something that we could not see, something that we had nothing, no idea about. It was this like, maybe like this alien like terrestrial yeah land that um that was like the vision that i saw and it was like very dark from you know beyond as if we were looking through uh like a cavernous landscape um like beyond beyond you know and 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 it was like yeah like there we were like fighting these unknown this unknown civilization perhaps or aliens or something (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I thought it's a virus, but um, then mm-hmm. it didn't end, end there. Then I go, I <laughs> noticed that I am on this platform and my friend who is a former partner of mine, um, a beloved friend of mine, he, um, he is, he is um, like maimed by, by this like exchange of, of fighting but like, and I also forgot to say that there's some people kind of dressed in this old, it was kind of like blast from the past, like they're like not stuff, like back to the future sort of-esque because the kind of sci-fi-esque because some people had mm. like, like general, there was like a general apparent like militaristic um, garb some people were wearing who were operating the shooting of the missile. Um, but it was like wow. an old type of, of missile it wasn't like a today you know like new i don't know even what mm. it was like now but it was like from the early 1800s oh my like goodness old, um shell yeah but anyway my my friend was there and he was maimed and he had all of these like like he had like uh sporadic like metal pegs in him in areas where his body sporadically healed i'm sorry not sporadically Ooh. spontaneously healed in the areas where he had been impacted by like interesting shock mail or something. And uh-huh. he didn't have like any, he had like a shaved head. He looked also kind of like he was in the process of warfare, but like he didn't really have any direction. He seemed kind of like a zombie, but like <laughs> he, he wasn't affected by it. It like happened instantly. And then these wow. like metal pegs were like placed into him, it seems. And so then I'm turning around and I'm, I go into this like, three or four scary story um, house behind me. It's like this old sort of like Victorian house and I'm going up the stairs and I'm meeting like this groups of children on the way. And I forget like at this point what the interaction was, but then there was this woman at a certain point I was like, I, I came across and I was like, felt like I, I needed, I wanted to help her. And then the dream, like I started wandering down and there were these glass windows and hallways that I was looking over everything because I was honestly just weirded out by the whole scene on the balcony. <laughs> and then like I found these children and it was kind of lighthearted and then I ended up like saying, okay, bye kids, like, you know, on my way sort of and um, or just kind of wandering. And then, then I ended up like, I don't even remember the transition, but somehow I ended up like in this familiar parking lot here in Puerto Rico where I've been, it's like a shopping center, but all of the stores were empty except for like, like a couple, like it was an empty like shopping center. Like basically all of the windows were glass. And so I could see what was inside and the lighting was really dim in one of them in particular, where it was just a pile, almost like the middle of an empty uh, mm. art gallery, like an art installation, a pile of bags, like leather bags, like handbags. 
Oh my God, and Anna, this is, just like keeps this. going. We've got to like laser this down into one little section because we could because we've only got a short time with Dr. Deidre Barrett. So okay, let's okay, like wrap it wrap it up with Beck. I'm wrapping it up. Yeah. Okay. So Thanks. then what happened was um, I was with this friend, a girlfriend of mine, and we were with this woman who I wanted to help, and she like back at the Victorian house was like asking about like cupcakes or sweets or something. And then this time we were like, you know, we agreed to help her. And so we were, we were like, she was maybe like a, a person living, like a houseless person living in the street. And so we were taking her through the shopping center. We didn't even know why we were there, but we ended up there. And, um, and then we were like, okay, well, here you go. Like, here's some food and, or water, whatever she, you know, we were going to help her with. And then she asked for candy. And we were like, we're not giving you candy, but here's some money mm-hmm. or like, not here's some money. Here's some water. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I woke up. Oh, wow. Okay. Dr. Deidre Barrett. <laughs> well, I, I have some, I have some impressions of the parts of that that I think are more universal and that echo with some of the other yep. dreams I've seen. I mean, definitely fighting aliens is a yeah. great metaphor for the, for the <laughs> yeah. virus. And the fact that you're, you're seeing the, the missiles you're firing head off into this void and you emphasize kind of that you can't see and how far away it is. I think that's, that's a good image for how lots of people are feeling when they think of the future. We don't know how this is going to end. It's not, not like we're looking at a set time period. It keeps getting estimated longer and longer. So we're looking at this unknown, unseeable um, and then toward the end of the dream, there's certainly some more optimistic, uh, your friend who's spontaneously healing sounds like you, you have some sense that either for you and yours or in general, the world is going to get injured, but basically going to recover. Um, and then also there's the element of by cooperation you're you're giving it's interesting you're giving the woman what she needs not as Mick Jagger said you don't always get what you want but you get what you need Um, so we're helping each other with the essentials even though we're being deprived of some things so I see that as just really universal for the situation although you know if we had an extra hour I'm sure that why that particular friend is in your dream and some of the specific details probably have a lot more personal meaning for you oh Oh, I love that. That was such a great, great analysis. Um, I'll I'll throw in my two cents really quick, Anna. I I love what you said, Dr. Deidre Barrett. Um, and I do think the part that I'm that I'm left with, if it were my dream, is the is the maiming. The it's like when she, when Anna, when you said that, I thought, oh my God, this is gruesome. <laughs> this is horrible. Like this mm-hmm. is the worst thing like oh this is what we try so hard to prevent and it the worst thing happened and then it's like oh all right well he's fine yeah he's a little zombie-esque he's good he's gonna be okay and it made me think just my husband had a dream a couple days ago that he was shot and he was like oh no and it was so dramatic and he thought and then he was like, oh, I'm okay. It's, it's so a similar thing. And I think it was also COVID-19 related his dream. It's kind of like, what a blessing to live through the worst thing and and know that that's not the end, that there's still a what's next. And we put the pieces together. And I thought it was an interesting thing about the what you brought up, Dr. Deidre Barrett, about the um, about the getting what you want versus what you need. Mm-hmm. And I thought for myself, this is, you know, obviously if this were my dream, I'm a super practical person. And I've been saying to myself every day, I'm going to take a bubble bath. I'm going to take a bubble bath. I'm going to do something really like gentle for myself. And I've only taken one during this whole pandemic. So it makes me think I've been a little sweet deprived. I need to do sweet things for myself during this time. It's like a good way to heal and comfort and, because this has been a very challenging time. I mean, there's a lot of therapists out there that are saying, you know, we're all in some form of trauma right now. Like whether we're a frontliner or a not a frontliner, we're we're 
participating in something that is beyond our control. And it's, you know, for some, it's very scary. So I think a little bit of sweetness, at least, yes, the water, yes, all the practical <laughs> stuff, but for God's <laughs> sakes, can we be nice to ourselves? So how's all that landing on you, Anna? Any, any takeaways or yeah. any way that you'll activate this dream in your waking life? Ooh. Honestly, like it, it was such a vivid dream. It was lucid. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to make intentions now going back to what you guys were talking about earlier. And I listen to your dream meditation often before bed when I want to do that. If oh, I'm not too sleepy you. already. Yeah. Oh, yay. I hope you participate in the snooze challenge. There's going to be 21 of those meditations. Anyway, keep going. Sounds juicy. Well, um, I mentioned this dream to another friend of mine. Um, and he was like, well, maybe the woman was diabetic. <laughs> maybe she really needed that. That's maybe, you know, he was thinking right. on that practical rather than my <laughs> assumption as my dream self or my sleeping dream self was thinking. Mm. Or maybe it was my lucid. I don't know if that would be sleeping. So you know, th- I think there's some. Is lucidity considered sleeping? <laughs> Is lucidity considered sleeping? Like your your... Yeah, maybe that's a philosophical question. Oh, lucid, lucid dreaming is when you know you're dreaming when you're dreaming. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this feels like a very vivid dream. I would say vivid is distinct from lucid. But, but I one was, thing. Yeah, but I ahead. knew I was dreaming because I was outside oh. of it and I saw myself. Well, then there you go. What do you think, Dr. Deidre Barrett? You know, uh, you know. Yeah, just like with other dreams, lucid dreams are a part of sleep. Our our EEG looks like we're asleep when we're having them. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. I think one thing that you said, Anna, and I think we'll wrap it with you on this. Um, I've found, I've talked to several people that have been struggling, and it seems like the moment they think, I'm going to go shopping for an, an elderly neighbor, or I'm going to be of service to somebody who's suffering, they get better. They're they're put into a better state of mind. So I think in your dream, in my dream now, because now it's my dream, there's the helping of this other person. I think that's a wonderful strategy to to be on the lookout for somebody to be of service to. I think that's mm-hmm. one really powerful way to to make it through this so bravo to you for such an epic dream yeah. gone with the wind meets the matrix <laughs> yeah it was definitely perfect i love that and i did end up i have been helping my neighbor i think a little too much <laughs> so i'm learning about there you go <laughs> right thank compassion you, isn't you, compassion unless there's some left over for you. Thank you, Anna. Sweet dreams. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Keep us posted. Okay, so in the in the few minutes we have remaining, you know, what's on the edge for you, Dr. Deidre Barrett? What's What are you excited about? I know you've got 5,000 dreams to sift through from all these people that are participating in your study, but what's got you excited about this? What are you hoping to find? Um, well, I'm clearly seeing the old patterns of of anxious dreams in the general public and really full-on post-traumatic nightmares from the healthcare providers, which was the same with the first responders after 9-11. But I'm very interested in some of the little differences, like none of the other um, crises have involved an infection. So the, the fever dreams that I'm starting to get reports on from the people that really had bad cases of COVID-19 are a thing unto themselves and not something I studied. I mean, they are probably not from a normal state of sleep. They are probably from a state of consciousness that that shows some, some waking characteristics, some sleeping characteristics, and some just disorder in the brain. Um, so they're very bizarre and distinctive, and I'm I'm hoping to to see more of them and get a better sense of of those. Also, I'm noticing as I get ones from around the world that uh, probably the biggest difference is that while lots of people uh, have world leaders or, I mean, you know, their their president or prime minister or mayor or um, all kinds of levels, that in some countries these figures are mostly negative. Um, and the dreamers mm. are having to oppose them and deal with them as part of the problem. And in other countries, the leaders are seen as helpful and going to save you or at least listening to your 
good advice. They're the ones you would take your cat saliva cure to, and they'd understand it. Was um, that your dream, Dr. Deidre Baird, about no, the cat saliva? No, I dreamed about my cat, but not not his saliva. <laughs> his saliva. Um, so, so I'm really fascinated by by that phenomena of the differences between countries. And Angela Merkel is is a good character in everyone's dreams, and she has dreamed about not at all just in Germany, but a mm. lot all over Europe, and I've seen three American dreams that had her as a positive figure. Interesting. Governor Cuomo is getting dreamed about in some places, every state, but some places out, outside of the U.S. So there are a few of these people who've sort of done a high-profile good job on it who are becoming representations of something around the world. That is fascinating. That's fascinating. Do you think the, so the, I'm, I'm also curious to see what you find in common with the people who have, who have COVID-19. And do you think just because there's a high fever, do you think those dreams are somehow invalid or do you think they still count? Um, I, I don't think they're necessary really the same thing as other dreams um, mm -hmm. but they they certainly they're coming from that person's brain and they're telling us something about them but I think I think they may just be a very confused hybrid state of consciousness um, that's not what's necessarily happening during a dream and sleep I heard Chris Cuomo the um, the news gosh what is he on cnn i believe he's on cnn yeah and he was talking about when he had it and while he was like in his fevered state and he had a dream that his brother came to him wearing a ballerina tutu and was like dancing and doing some kind of magic spell yes. <laughs> like trying to heal him. Did you have, did you see that video? Yeah, I think we've all heard that one. It was quoted in so many of the stories on the, the COVID-19 dreams, but even just in, in other contexts and talking about the, the epidemic. Um, wow. Well, I am so grateful that you are helping to not just help people um, by, by finding out what these common denominators are and doing this incredible, incredibly thorough research study, but also you're helping to really put the word, put the, put dreams out into mainstream. So I appreciate you as being an incredible dream ambassador at this time. I want to make sure everybody knows your book. So let's, the best place they can find you is your website, DeidreBarrett.com, D-E-I-R-D-R-E. Barrett. D-E-I-R-D-R-E. -E. I'm going to let you spell that because I'm I -E -I confused. D-E-I-R-D-R-E-B-A-R-R-E-T-T -T dot com. And then it's got a, a books and academics and an art as the areas to click on there. You are amazing. Thank you for your great work. I appreciate you. And Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.